Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode, I'm speaking to Zoe about the cathartic effect of decluttering, would you believe? I think that what I really reflected in this conversation was that we can all get it. You know, I think women get it, but we should all get it because it's not decluttering shouldn't just be keeping a good house is obviously not just a woman's job. But you know that, that if you start to sort one area of your life, it means that other areas of your life naturally begin to be fixed and let sort of a dealing with that, that cupboard or whatever. And so this is a conversation about going from that place of feeling overwhelmed to a place where you feel as if you're reclaiming some sense of self and that you're quite liberated by it. So it's a fantastic wee chat. Who knew that that decluttering was in fact people's jobs, that they come into your house and do it? I feel as if I know what I'm saving up for now. Hope that you enjoy this conversation with Zoe. Zoe, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I know. I'm really pleased to be chatting to you. Tell us a wee bit about you. Well, uh, my name's Zoe and I live in Edinburgh. And along with my um, partner in crime, Victoria, we run a professional organising and decluttering company. Wow, we all need that. I know, right? It's a real job. Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. So we work with almost entirely women. There have been, I think... uh, to two men in that whole three years that we've ever worked with who are feeling overwhelmed uh-huh. and feel like, especially at the moment, you can imagine people spending a lot of time in their in their home, sometimes with their kids, sometimes co-sharing spaces with partners who are all trying to work as well. But even before the lockdown happened, we get lots of phone calls from women who are um, often mums, but not always just saying that they feel like their house is a massive cause of anxiety, stress, and sometimes mental health problems for them. So we go and help them. We help them do that. Mm-hmm. Great. Fant- fantastic. Yeah. It sounds It sounds like we all need you in our lives, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, though, what do you know for sure? What I know for sure is that clutter can affect mental health mm-hmm. and decluttering is really cathartic. And what we find quite often is that it's it can like really unblock situations for I'm going to keep saying women because it's it is almost entirely women for women in their homes. And I think sometimes when I explain what I do to people, you know, you kind of get uh, you kind of get that like eye roll of sorry, you do what? <laughs> um, a lot of the time followed by oh my god, we need you in our life, you know, yeah. like you've just said. But you know. Often it's, um, I I feel like there's a lot of pressure at the moment Mm -hmm. on women to kind of do everything perfectly. Yeah. I feel like it sort of started with that, do you remember that Jerry Hall quote where she sort of said that you've got to be a chef in the kitchen and Mm -hmm. whatever else she said, you know, you've got got to excel in all parts of your life. And I think as women, we are expected to, you know, do really well at work in a a time where we know that we're still kind of like on the back foot with, with a lot of that. Be brilliant parents have a social life, manage a pandemic at the moment as well, yep. uh, manage your relationships, and also, you know, look after your house, which used to be a full-time job. Yeah. And I think it's just all too much for, for us to take on. So in helping people sort out their homes, it's not really about the sort of tidying yeah. up of a cupboard, and it's not about trying to achieve any sort of perfectionism, as you would see if you looked around my house at the moment. Um, it's about real life, but it's about helping women gain back control. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, completely. Completely. Because I think that with most of the work that 
that I do. It's not really the problem that's the problem. That's just what's getting way and presenting itself as the problem. But actually, once you begin to to sort one area, it's impact. Like you know, you throw a pebble into the into the pond, and the ripples go all the way out. So I can see yeah. that, and I really resonate with that. That women have got so many expectations, and there's been lots of stuff on the media, hasn't there? About if mum and dad are both working at home, is mum still the primary carer, even though she's mm. working at home? Mm. So, has that journey? How has it changed in some women's lives there? For and then you've started by helping them declutter. Oh, I mean, amazingly, you know. So people feel stuck. It's really interesting, and we always talk about how clutter has like it has like a noise. Mm-hmm. And it has a heaviness to it. Yeah. So if, for example, if you have got a, a, a cupboard or a room that's just that room that every time you walk past it, it makes you feel, it can make you feel shame and it can make you feel guilty. It can make you feel like it's another thing on the to-do list. Or if you're walking around your house and you're constantly looking at those piles of stuff that are still there, you haven't managed, you can't get around to it. Um, it's just it can really impact on that kind of like that day-to-day burden that you feel mm-hmm. and um, one of the problems that we have is that especially if you've got small children you can try and tackle something and actually because you don't ever have a decent amount of time because you know you've got to do the school run or you've got to answer that phone call or you've got to do whatever you can sometimes start a job and it actually looks worse you'll know yeah. this if you've ever done this yourself you think what the hell have I started yeah and it looks worse before it's better so you sometimes think right, I'm totally defeated now and put it all back again, run to the school run. And so having having us to, to help means that, you know, people are paying for the service, we're there with the specialists, we're really efficient in what we do, and they can just hand it over to us. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's quite a powerful thing for women to be able to outsource stuff mm-hmm. and say, you know, I'm going to let somebody else do that because I actually can't do all the plate spinning myself. So you get people who... Um, The best thing that happens is when you've been to see somebody and you've like sorted out their kitchen or dealt with their kids' playroom or whatever it might be. And then they tell you that because of because of what you've done, they have um, felt confident enough to like redecorate that room or, you know, eventually think about putting the house on the market because they feel it looks sellable now. Or even stuff like um, because you did that, it meant that I've tackled, you know, this other thing which I've been putting off for five years. And it can even do mad stuff, like help people lose weight. Yeah. Like there's all this evidence about how if you if you get that bit sorted, it kind of it gives you the confidence and you're not distracted by that thing anymore. You can concentrate on the other goal that you've got in your life. So I just think it's really empowering. Yeah. And I love that. I love seeing empowered women Aye, being around them. It's definitely. Brilliant. So you chatted earlier about that feeling of overwhelm. And mm. I'm wondering, was it? having that feeling yourself that helped you create this you know where did the impetus come because we all feel we all feel overwhelmed i don't know i'm magic (laughs) you are magic yes totally that so um like you and i worked in the third sector until i um, had my first little boy i've got three three little boys saying little the eldest one's about to be 10 which is terrifying Hmm. um maybe that's why i got that brochure i just told you about about the um you know the 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 chairs and the uh, mobility stuff because I'm actually quite old but yes he so he's nearly 10 when I was at home with him I had seven years being a stay-at-home mom with him which was the hardest job I've ever done yep. in my life um very rewarding but really hard and so I was at, in my house all the time and uh, I find a bit like in lockdown you notice everything in your house because you're not distracted 
you know, it's like if you work in an office and you can sometimes not really see your house in the daylight in the winter. Yeah. You're up, you're off at work, you come back. Whereas if you're in the house all the time and you've got small people in it who are constantly upending things, undoing things that you've done, it just felt a little bit like a losing battle all the time. So there's a bit of that uh, and feeling like I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like how that felt. Mm. And the other thing was that Rich and I, my husband and I, were really keen to not ever have a house which was entirely taken over by the kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, being realistic about it, there is plastic crap that you, you mm. end up with and anybody who says otherwise is not telling you the truth, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's not all wooden toys and quinoa, not in my house anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so you do have a load of stuff that arrives and... We just decided, right, but there has to be some way of sort of reclaiming the house at night time, mm-hmm. you know, especially because I'd been in it all day yeah. with quite often yeah. loads of other kids when we could do that and, you know, loads of mums and play dates and all that sort of stuff. So my key has always been in order to manage my sort of overwhelm. I am not somebody who looks to live in a perfect house. I love my house, um, but it's not ever about trying to achieve that perfectionism because we know that that isn't achievable especially not with small children but I wanted to be able to have a quick tidy round and feel like a person again not just a mom at the end of the day and in doing that um I I really felt like I was still a little bit me Mm -hmm. you know not uh not just somebody who was like surrounded by complete nonsense all the time of, of all their stuff it felt like we could still be me and Rich and we could still we could still feel like there was that balance I suppose so I know what an impact it had on me and knowing that I can help other people feel that sense of control and sense of empowerment and sense of you know regaining their house again so our tagline that we talk about sometimes is um that we help people fall back in love with their homes Mm -hmm. and that feels quite powerful especially at the moment where yeah, I don't know if you, you'll have heard people going like, I'm just going to set fire to the whole thing and start again. It's too mad. Um, so, yeah, so that that's, yeah, I definitely felt it. And so, therefore, I think I've got a lot of empathy with the people who contact us. Yeah. And I love there what you said about it reminding the, that you're not just a mum. Mm. And, and I love that because, well... I have no doubt you're very grateful to be a mum and it's your greatest role and all the rest of it. It's okay to say, but I'm also another Zoe. I'm also the Zoe that I was before I had kids and the Zoe that's a wife and the Zoe that's a friend and the Zoe that wants to create my own. And actually, I resonate so much because creating this podcast was a way of me just doing something that wasn't working, wasn't being a mum. Because I thought, what could I do in these crazy pandemic days that will just make give me something that's just about the joy of it? It's just about the complete yeah. fun of doing something. And actually, what a fantastic adventure, because I get to meet all these amazing people. <laughs> so do you think that by taking this off of other people or by people listening to this and maybe thinking, right, I need to go and declutter for myself, that actually yeah. what you're doing is, is liberating. It's quite liberating for women to say, I'm, it's okay for me to say I'm something other than just a mum and a wife or mm-hmm. a worker, and it's okay for me to want to declaim a part of myself. Totally. And I think, do you know, like there's a lot of shame in the in the first uh, in the first couple of, chats that we have with people they'll sort of oh my like if I go around and see people I'm doing it all by zoom at the moment but if I go around and do a consultation they'll go it'll be the worst you've ever seen oh it's awful oh no I should be able to do it 
myself and I always say right we're not going to use the word should about ourselves at all during this process okay and it won't be the worst I've ever seen and actually you know you let me into your house means that you allow yourself to be vulnerable to it and please don't worry you know often people are like oh my god you both seem really nice as well because <laughs> what we are absolutely not is judgy at all yeah. never 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 we are kind empathetic and we get it you know both victoria and i have little kids of our own and really busy lives and um so there's all this stuff that we put on ourselves as women about the should word which i honestly think we should ban i really do i think nothing ever comes of that that's that's positive for us um so in kind of like making that first step and saying right i'm going to get the these these girls to come around and help me then i think that's the first step of like liberating yourself and like standing up for yourself a bit and it's very interesting how sorry if this is a bit gendery um but given our client base this is what happens there is quite often a husband or a partner in the background going this is ridiculous what do you mean paying these women to come around and do a bit of tidying up and do you know what they are always our biggest fans at the end Mm. and the reason is even if they they don't value the sort of physical stuff that we do as much, you know, like they could have lived without the lazy Susans in the um, kitchen cupboards or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. they see the difference in their partners and their wives. Yeah. And it makes a massive difference that that ripple effect you've just said, they feel happier. There's less stress. There's less resentment. And actually like there's more time to play with the kids. There's more time to do stuff that you always think you're going to get around to. And that's, what's really interesting is, you know, that seeing that change and, quite after doing it for three years now I can really confidently say if people are like my husband's not keen I always go just wait just wait until the end Uh and you'll see because um it does have a really kind of all-round beneficial effect Uh and I love what you're saying there about the fact that you're not judgy and that you're empathetic I mean do you think that this is an example of there being that calling to all women that let's stop judging each other let's be each other's friends let's see let's see I've been there, or I am there, or I have no doubt I'll be there. <laughs> mm, totally. I remember when I was first doing this, and I had my littlest, who's now four, he was about seven months old, and I'd been thinking about doing it for ages, and I just decided to take the plunge and do it. And I um, was getting my branding done by a local um, kind of bra- uh, graphic designer, and she said, I'm really terrified of you coming to the house for, for the chat. And I said, why? And she was like, well she's really arty her husband's really arty as well and she was like oh god you're just gonna think you know and I said right does it make you feel better that as I'm having this conversation my whatever he was six seven month old he was like rubbing spaghetti bolognese out of a pouch not homemade because he's number three onto the onto my calves under the table and she was like oh right oh you're normal then (laughs) (laughs) and so I went to her house and um you know I could see that she'd relaxed because she was like right okay you're not going to judge and everything that we do in our like social media and the way that we communicate our message out to people is about being quite tongue in cheek mm-hmm. because it's like, if you're going to go to like the waxing salon, I do not want the sort of 17 year old size six, extremely gorgeous. I want somebody who looks more like me. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I just, I think people are vulnerable um, and, and quite cautious if they first make, make the, um, you know, make the connection to us. And within five minutes of knowing us, they're like, oh, my goodness, Like, I'm, I just now I just feel really excited. And that's lovely. It's lovely being able to get to that point with people. Yeah. 
And it's lovely yeah. that there are so many ways that I keep discovering on this podcast that there are ways to liberate and women and let them reclaim themselves. So thank you for yeah, sharing totally. it. Thank you so Not much. Not at all. Mm-hmm. It's been really lovely to meet you. And do you know what? It's it's really nice to hear of you doing this podcast during lockdown and thriving and finding your own path. And I think, although it's been a really hard time, I think there's some really, really great stories that have come out of this time. And yep. maybe you wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for lockdown. And, I, don't, you know, I don't think I would have because I have a radio show too. And that's why I had to learn how to do the technology. The technology would have intimidated me before. Yes. And yeah. now everybody's happy to chat to me on Zoom. So we're all good. Yeah. We're all good. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I think it's really changed the landscape. It's amazing. Uh-huh. So even though you and I aren't far away, it's really lovely that we can we can do this. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Great. Zoe. Thank you so much. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching Anne Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, annehughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.